1: Have friends in high places. The Ascended Masters, saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They know the trials and challenges you face and they offer clear and practical tools for overcoming human limitations and guiding you back to the heart of God through your ascension. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of The Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door. Ross Brunson, and Tom Schumacher.
2: Well, hello, everyone. Greetings, and thanks again for joining us today. Um, Just to make sure you're in the right place, you're tuned to The Open Door, the Internet Voice at the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we are keepers of the flame of life. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Ross Brunson. Today our focus is, how do we get there? You know, we've certainly come to find out, haven't we, that having a clear goal on our
3: spiritual path is essential. Well, now, not just your spiritual path. You know, frankly, when you think about it, every journey should have a goal, a uh-huh. destination, right? So maybe it's a no-brainer.
2: Yeah, except as I think we've found again and again, many souls who are spiritually inclined haven't fully grasped the necessity for having a clear and precise destination in mind. So you mean it's not just
3: meditating this morning, it's where am I going with that? Yeah, okay. (laughs) So I'm sure our listeners will recall that we've spoken at some length about the relative vagueness of the concept of heaven. Yeah. You know, it's all well and good to have heaven as your final destination, but it's kind of a lot like saying I'm going to Europe. <laughs> I might want to be a little bit more exact about that. You
2: know, and when we speak of where we're going, we're talking about ascending to a higher realm of consciousness, mm-hmm. a higher plane of life, really.
3: Right. Well, we're talking about joining the ascended masters in the etheric plane. Yes, we are. Now, this is a place that it's not an end, mm-hmm. but it's rather a place where life really and truly begins. I think it's a place Place we can rightfully call
2: home yeah I agree you know so perhaps in focusing on this question of how do we get there
3: we should probably take a moment and recap what's led us to this point. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. so if, so far we've discussed who we are, why we're here and where we're going right you know we've
2: talked at some length about the fact that we are all children of God, that we're here to fulfill our unique life purpose, embrace our personal Christhood and ultimately return home to the heart of God
3: through the Ascension. Tom, that gets tighter every time you say it, I, <laughs> Thank you. I love it. And now, to complete this set of four essential spiritual path questions, our focus is on how to get there, how to get home.
2: Um, you know, Ross, you made a good point a few moments ago when we were talking about the
3: general concept of heaven. You yeah. mean when I made that comment about saying I'm going to heaven is a lot like saying I'm going to Europe <laughs> without adding any details? Yeah,
2: you know, and, and not that we're equating going to heaven with going to Europe. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think what you said works great for not only illustrating the importance of key detail, but thinking about it also reminds me of the various means we have at our disposal for making a trip in the first place.
3: Well, you mean, like, how am I going to get there? Oh, exactly. Well, I could fly to Europe and take a boat. Uh-huh. I, mean, I suppose I could swim there if I was so inclined. <laughs> I'm not. A hot air balloon. Yeah, no. you know,
2: and that's for us who have an ocean to cross. If you live closer to Europe, you might drive or take the train.
3: <laughs> I take it that the point that you're... Driving towards, no no pun intended. (laughs) Yeah, right. Is relating the method of travel to the question of how that we posed right at the beginning of our program.
2: Very good, Watson. When you you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. (laughs) Now, where have I heard that before? Yeah, I know. I've become (laughs) something of a broken record. You know, but I believe that this is a point worth making over and over again. Mm -hmm. Know what you're aiming at, have a clear destination in mind, visualize where you want to go. Empower your trip and your ultimate destination with as much specific detail as possible. And, of course, learn about all of your transportation options. You know, speaking of which, we are all quite fortunate that the Ascended Masters have imparted to us a couple of incredibly powerful vehicles for transporting us to the goal of our spiritual journey. These are the tools that really give us the how in
3: How Do I Get There? Well, which is because these friends in high places are devoted to our progress and to our mm. salvation. In fact, they've offered to be our teachers if we'll let them. It's something we often refer to as the Guru Chila relationship. Yeah, or master and disciple. Why, exactly, Tom. And this mm. is something we will explore in more detail when our special guest, Sydney Bennett, joins us later on. Oh, goody for now though mm-hmm. let's continue our focus on the tools that the masters have provided to help us on our journey decrees for instance
2: right the science of the spoken word mm-hmm. the call compels the answer you've heard that yep. a decree is a form of vocalized prayer that utilizes the power of the spoken word to literally command god you know remember he has told us command ye me mm-hmm. and i believe we can take god at his word right we each have the power to command in god's name and
3: as he has said the call compels the answer. That's right, and the command that is made fervently from the heart, with pure intention for the good of all, and that conforms to God's mm-hmm. divine will, is always going to be answered. Uh, yeah, perhaps not always as we might expect <laughs> or right. desire. There's always a comma and something else. Yeah. That I mean, mm-hmm. that's right. But the call, <clears throat> the call is answered for the best and highest good.
2: Yeah, and we are creating all the time. <laughs> there he is again with that co-creator thing. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You know, but again, this is a point that bears repeating. Mm-hmm. Because everyone needs to know this stuff. I mean, literally every thought, word, and deed is essentially a decree that invokes and uses the essential energy
3: of God to create. Okay, so the dynamic decree is a great and practical tool that we can use to harness the power of God to keep us on the path and help get us home. Right. Now, for our listeners interested in knowing more about the decrees, we'd like to recommend a couple of books that you will find certainly useful. Uh, Very good. Thank you, Ross.
2: Yeah, These these two books in particular are literally indispensable for the serious spiritual seeker, The Science of the Spoken Word, and The Creative Power of Sound. They are both by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, and
3: here's where you can find them. You can get them several places. You can go to tsl.org forward slash bookstore and look in the book category, or you can go to your favorite retailer, such as Amazon or Borders, mm-hmm. and get them both in the regular edition, the, P- the physical book, and also the ebook. Yeah, probably not Borders anymore, unfortunately. No, that's right. Yeah. It should be Barnes & Noble. That's right. Where's my way out? Just well, a second here. That's all right. Well, you know,
2: another exceedingly powerful tool is the violet flame. You know, this is a tremendous gift from God and the masters that when used properly, Literally accelerates the transmutation of our negative karma. Oh,
3: no, that's not all. The no. violet flame has the power to heal on all of the levels of our being physical, emotional, spiritual. You know, old negative patterns of behavior can not only be reversed, but they can be removed from our consciousness through the use of the violet flame.
2: And that's a great thing. You know, the violet flame is the forgiveness flame. And they've been carrying something around that is troubling and painful. Whatever you may be troubled by, cast it into the violet flame and feel it literally melt away Mm -hmm. and the violet flame conforms precisely to cosmic law
3: works as advertised (laughs) which that means that when you use it properly the action of the violet flame is going to work for you every time right and how do we invoke the violet flame well through the dynamic decrees we just mentioned a couple moments ago
2: they go hand in hand and if you pick up nothing else from what we're talking about we pray that you will understand the power and grace inherent in decrees and the violet flame
3: decrees are the rocket in the Violet Flame is the rocket fuel for putting ourselves on the fast track towards our ascension mm-hmm. and returning home. And by the way, I want to let our listeners know we have a number of YouTube video oh, clips about call. the Violet Flame on the Summit Lighthouse YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com forward slash Lighthouse, all one word. Uh, dozens of clips for you there.
2: Oh, great. Thanks for mentioning that.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, um, in numerous of our past programs, uh, we've heard Elizabeth Clare Prophet sharing some basic decrees. Today, mm-hmm. not only will you hear another simple yet powerful decree delivered by Mrs. Prophet, but we've also asked our friend Terry Kennedy to share one as well. It's a simple decree that invokes the powerful action of the violet flame for all who will commit to using it. You know, in the following excerpt from Access the Power of Your Higher Self by Elizabeth
2: Clare Prophet, mm-hmm. you will hear a portion of a suite of violet flame decrees called the
3: Heart of the head and hand decrees. Listen for the simple yet powerful cadence of these violet flame decrees and remember that what you're hearing are precise spiritual formulas for healing, transformation, and soul victory. Here's Terry.
4: Prepare for oneness with your higher self by transforming body, mind, and soul with the violet flame. Violet fire. Heart. Violet fire, Thou love divine, blaze within this heart of mine. Thou art mercy forever true, keep me always in tune with you. Head I am light, Thou Christ in me, set my mind forever free. Violet fire forever shine deep within this mind of mine. God who gives my daily bread with violet fire, fill my head, till Thy radiance heaven-like makes my mind a mind of light. Hand I AM THE HAND OF GOD IN ACTION, GAINING VICTORY EVERY DAY. MY PURE SOUL'S GREAT SATISFACTION IS TO WALK THE MIDDLE WAY. GIVING THE FIRST SECTIONS OF THE HEART, HEAD, AND HAND DECREES IS LIKE TAKING A BATH OR A SHOWER, A SHOWER OF violet LIGHT. THERE ARE MANY FREQUENCIES OF ENERGY THAT DESCEND FROM YOUR PRESENCE, APPEARING TO THE SPIRITUAL SIGHT BOTH AS BEAMS OF LIGHT AND SCINTILLATING FLAMES. But only the violet flame has the unique ability to transmute negative energy. It transforms hatred into love, fear into courage, anger into compassion. The violet flame is also known as the flame of the Holy Spirit. In the chart on the cover, the dove of the Holy Spirit descends from the Father-Mother God, the I Am Presence, as a messenger of hope, comfort, and joy. To contact your I Am Presence in Christ's Self, you first have to get cleaned up with the violet flame. Why do we need to do this? You have only to think about everything that you have done since you were born and everything that has happened to you. Emotional and mental debris has accumulated in and around you, from the first childhood tantrum to the last lover's quarrel, from belittling comments by parents or siblings to violent experiences that embed in the psyche and your physical body is clogged with the residue of everything that you have eaten, drunk, smoked, and inhaled, from pesticides and chemicals in your food to drugs and smog. Getting rid of this collected negative energy is the first step toward communion with your presence. The Violet Fire Decree is divided into three sections heart, head, and hand. As you decree see the violet light surrounding these parts of your body. For the heart, watch the violet flame dissolve the memory of hatred, anger, and anxiety. You can visualize or see with your mind's eye the violet flame surrounding your heart and pulsating with each beat. As you give the head section, see your mind being purified of all negative and limiting self-concepts, as well as ignorance and mental blocks. You can even see the cells of your brain being cleansed of pollution, drugs, chemicals, and nicotine for one of the actions of the violet flame is to cleanse and heal the physical body. Your hand is the instrument with which you act in the world. When you direct the violet flame into your hands, see it surrounding not only your hands but also your whole body. See it dissolving the memories of everything you wish you hadn't done. As you give this violet fire decree daily, you'll find yourself moving with greater freedom, liberated from the burdens that have been weighing you down. You'll think more clearly and act more decisively, and you'll be able to connect more easily with your higher self whenever you are in need of guidance or direction. Like to know
3: more about what the violet flame can do for you? Then please stay with us, because when we return, we'll hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet entitled The Violet Flame. You don't want to miss it.
0: Media for a transforming world. 7th Wave Network.
1: On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better. No matter where you are or who you're with, the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature fulfill your divine purpose and become one with God where are you going simply put you are returning home to the heart of God where your soul's journey began so very long ago how do you get there follow the ascended masters these great saints and sages of east and west have walked where you walk they are committed to helping you to find your way home and their teachings are always practical our goal on the open door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway of your ascension. For more, visit www.tsl.org. Be
0: extraordinary.
5: Seventh Wave Network.
1: Are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to Webradio at TSL.org. That's Webradio at TSL.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
3: Welcome back. In the following interview, Elizabeth Clare Prophet delves into the violet flame and what it can do for you. She covers the history of the violet flame, the it being the key to our future, and how to use it. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon.
6: We've talked thus far a great deal about the evolving soul and what it is that the soul is destined for in terms of the Christ. But I think the question that's really important is how? How does the soul become the Christ?
5: People have tried to get to God by many means. They have followed the path of yoga, they have followed the path of asceticism, and we hear the question, canst thou by searching find out God? We find that we really do not have the faculties to experience God within our limited consciousness. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. The term kingdom uh, means consciousness when we read it esoterically in the Bible. So we have to find a point within ourselves which becomes that point of contact with the real. In other words, if God had not placed a portion of himself, a portion of the word, with us to incarnate with us, we would not have an opening to find him. The opening then always begins with the flame of the spirit that is in our heart. We cannot find God by the intellect, we cannot find God by the emotions, we cannot find God by physical austerities, nor can we find him through the subconscious plane. Having exhausted these possibilities, we have to find God through God. Well, what is the essential nature of God? Moses said to the children of Israel, that which is recorded in the book of Deuteronomy, The Lord thy God is a consuming fire. We hear the reference to God as a fire throughout the Old and New Testament. John the Baptist said, One cometh after me whose shoes I am not worthy to unlatch. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. It is this baptism of the sacred fire that we seek. And we begin seeking it always in the within. When we meditate upon the sacred fire in the heart, We soon discover that this pulsating light, which comes clearly to our consciousness, accelerates to a vibration which reads as the color violet. Hence the term the violet flame. The violet flame has been seen by seers, by mystics and by saints. It is the flame of the Holy Spirit and it is also the flame that is revealed in the Aquarian age. It is the seventh ray aspect of the Holy Spirit. The time for mankind's realization has come and the Ascended Master Saint Germain is the one who sponsors the release of this flame. How does the soul get to God? The soul gets to God by the invocation of this flame, by meditation upon the flame, by bathing his consciousness in the flame, until he experiences that transmutation, that change of his energy and his consciousness that was always promised by the Hebrew prophets. The promise of forgiveness, the promise of making the sins white as wool, though they be as scarlet. The promise of the forgiveness of the Holy Spirit is our only way out of the level of non-alignment which the Buddha referred to as Dukkha, or suffering. He taught us that all life is suffering. In other words, when we are out of alignment with the inner law of being, we suffer. That suffering is our sense of sin. We get back to that alignment by the power of God to erase sin. Whence comes this power? The Hindus call the Holy Spirit the destroyer, Shiva, the one who breaks down the misqualified energies or the misuses of life, which we have brought forth by our misuse of free will. For example, hatred is a misuse of free will. We have free will to qualify God's energy as love or as hatred. If we have qualified it as hatred, that energy rests with us. It remains with us as part of our consciousness until we transmute it by love. The power of the Holy Spirit to transmute hatred into love manifest to us by this dispensation of the violet flame. How do we invoke the violet flame? Well, we can give a simple mantra where we affirm the name of God, I am, and then declare that that I am is the violet flame right where we are. This is a mantra that I like to give to increase the manifestation of the violet flame in my aura. I am a being of violet fire, I am the purity God desires. I am a being of violet fire, I am the purity God desires. I am a being of violet fire, I am the purity God desires. I am a being of violet fire, I am the purity God desires. This little mantra becomes a meditation and a visualization that is anchored in the physical temple by the spoken word. Giving the word to our thoughts and our feelings through the throat chakra is the means whereby we gain a new dimension from our prayers, from our mental affirmations, because the throat chakra specifically applies to the bringing into the physical form of that which is in the mind and that which is in the heart. This is why when people begin to give these mantras, they experience an immediate acceleration of consciousness. The violet flame, then, is the first step on the path of initiation with the ascended masters, the first step of the point of the return of the soul to the spirit or to the I Am Presence. It is interesting to note that the first miracle which Jesus wrought in Cana of Galilee was at the wedding the marriage feast. He turned the water into wine. This symbolizes the turning of the water of the human consciousness into the wine of the spirit. Interestingly, wine itself is a purple color or a violet color. And this gives the clue to those who are the mystics that Jesus was using this seventh ray aspect of the Holy Spirit. When Shakespeare wrote the quality of of mercy is not strained. It droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. It is twice blessed, it blesseth him that gives and him that takes. He was putting in the mouth of Portia a key to the alchemy of this seventh age. The quality of mercy and the quality of forgiveness is the very power of alchemy that is in the violet flame. Mercy, then, is like a cosmic eraser. When we invoke the flame of mercy as the Holy Spirit, it actually erases the effects, the memory, and the cause of sin in our lives. To the Easterner, this would be the balancing of karma. The balancing of karma. Now, what is karma? Karma is simply cause-effect sequences that we have set up by free will. Jesus stated it, As a man soweth, that shall he also reap
6: if the violet flame is such a crucial part of the mystics tradition and experience why haven't we heard about it before it seems to me that the bible makes no reference to it nor do any other scriptures that i'm familiar with at least not directly
5: we remember the words it is not lawful for a man to utter Mm -hmm. those words indicate that over the centuries Jesus Christ, Gautama Buddha, and many spiritual teachers have taken certain disciples who were qualified aside to teach them the inner mysteries. Up until this century, it was not lawful for those disciples to utter their understanding of the violet flame because the use of the violet flame in general, in the open, on earth, was not allowed, and this is because of mankind's misuse of the law of forgiveness to go and to petition god for forgiveness and to go out and repeat the same sin shows that mankind is still a child and not mature enough to understand that the energy of god is precious and that if god gives his forgiveness we must go and sin no more
6: what's changed in the last hundred years
5: well every hundred years the lord god increases his consciousness his cosmos, within us and within the evolutions of earth. We see progress in the field of science, in civilization, in the social order. We are finding that there is also progress in religion. And therefore we believe in progressive revelation because our God is a God who is continually transcending himself. This is the nature of a transcendent God. His law remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. But our awareness of God constantly transcends itself. And this is why we need to keep an open heart for God to speak to us. And so in this age, as we enter the age of Aquarius, the dispensation is this gift of the Holy Spirit. You'll notice that this has its pattern in the world's religion. Never has there been such a surge of devotion to the Holy Spirit as there has been in this century. Even in the last 2,000 years, it is because the Holy Spirit is the sacred fire action that culminates in the individual revelation of the violet flame. It is time for the Holy Spirit. It is time for the comforter. It's time for the violet flame.
6: You're saying then the violet flame is the key to the unfolding of the new
5: age. The violet flame is actually the flame of freedom. And unless mankind make use of this flame, they will find themselves so burdened by their own momentum of sin, that they will see that mental disease, emotional disease, and physical disease will increase as we find the fulfillment of Jesus' prophecy from the 24th chapter of of Matthew of that which will occur in the end of the age. The end of the age he was speaking of was the age of Pisces, the 2,000-year period of his dispensation. We are in the final hours of that age, and we see how wars and rumors of wars and pestilence and famine are upon the earth. It is the violet flame when invoked by christians jews mohammedans will result in the balancing of those energies so that we will not have to pass through a period of intense cataclysm but so that we can make the transition into the new dispensation without actually the loss of life and limb as as the price
6: to what extent would the violet flame uh, have to be invoked before it could actually influence What's happening in one's life or what's happening in one's world?
5: Beloved El Moria, who, as I mentioned, was St. Thomas More, gave to us the heart, head and hand decrees for the invocation of the violet flame. These decrees take only 10 minutes a day to give. They are mantras, they are fiats, they are meditations. All an individual has to do is to begin to decree just 10 minutes a day and he will realize the transformation of his life. So powerful is the Holy Spirit.
3: Up next, our weekly Q&A. And today, once again, we're joined by Reverend Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us.
0: online community for positive
1: change 7th wave network on the spiritual quest our upward journey hinges on four basic questions who am i why am i here where am i going how do i get there who are you you are a spiritual being a child of god and when you recognize this your whole world changes for the better no matter where you are or who you're with The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home. And their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway of your ascension. For more, visit www.tsl.org. The Mayan calendar tells us that we
0: will be entering into a 260 day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co creation with Great Spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history?
1: are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
3: We're back, and joining us once again is Sidney Bennett. Hi, Sid. Gentlemen. How are you doing? Good. So, I realize this is a rather broad and well, we like to do this to you. Probably a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd love to know if you have a good strategy that you can suggest for bridging our teachings with the beliefs of mainstream Christianity. Yeah. Well, a good ones. <laughs> I just heard an in breath out there. I mean, how would you go about helping someone from a Christian background understand that our teachings represent not heresy? but liberation. In other words, this personal universal Christhood.
7: Sure, that- sure, You know, speaking from my own experience of coming from a Christian background of great devotion to Jesus, I was leery of anything that would in any way denigrate or reduce or change Jesus from the role I felt in my life. And yet, I knew there was something more. There was something different. And so, without in any way reducing the importance of Jesus or your personal relationship with him, understand that the reality is that the original teachings of Christianity Christianity have been changed. Some have been deleted. Some have been added that were not part of the original teachings that came out of some council someplace. And so when we recognize that, we realize we have to delve deeper and understand the hidden mysteries of Christianity, the missing link, which is Mrs. Prophet's book, uh, Reincarnation, the missing link in -hmm. Christianity. There's more out there. Okay. And I think we have to have an openness. And I think we have to ask Jesus to show us the truth and the way because it's out there. What's amazing is how far people have gone with this essentially wrong teaching. Um, but yet, because of the presence of Jesus was so strong, and so just the core idea and teaching that there is a universal Christ, we all can become the Christ. We're meant to follow in Jesus' footsteps. He told us greater things we do than him. Well, how can we do that mm-hmm. unless we become the Christ as well?
2: Indeed, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm reminded of the fact that uh, we have a show coming up here, not too distant future, mm. on uh, Jesus' lost years and uh, lost teachings. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible refers to the fact that he's, he taught his disciples for 40 days after his resurrection. But there's no record at all of what it was that he taught. So it's kind of an interesting thing to, uh, we'll look at that. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tease it right now. We'll, we'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. But, um, within the context of personal Christhood actually being our birthright, you know, I mean, wh- why in God's name would anyone want to deny us this reality?
7: Well, if people understand they have the birthright to become the Christ as Jesus did, then they're much more difficult to control. Can't wait. <laughs> and there's been, as we know, political and religious organizations that have attempted to control people because uh, of the light and the abundance or whatever one or that two. they have. Want to? You know. Yeah, occasionally throughout history. <laughs> so when we understand we have our own Christ self and we can walk the footsteps of Jesus, it changes everything.
3: Yeah, indeed. Well, so if if opposition to our soul's freedom really does exist, and I, I think we know it does, I think we know it does. Yeah. where does it come from really and why?
7: Well, I think there is an opposition to our victory. We know the story of the fallen angels who have come to earth, and their way of, quote, getting even with God is to destroy and hurt his children, and they mm-hmm. want to control them. And, of course, we know they don't have light anymore, so they have to get light from the sons and daughters of God, and one way they do that is by the use of these false teachings and so forth and getting their attention and their light focused on them mm-hmm. instead of God. I think the second thing here, who is the enemy of our path and our Christhood and our religious? It's it's ourselves. You know, there's that great scene in one oh, of the, yes. the, the Star Wars movie where I met the enemy, and the enemy is me, or whatever. <laughs> Maybe that's Pogo. I Pogo. I met yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. the
3: enemy, and he is us. Yeah. yeah. He is <laughs> us, thanks very much. Yeah. And so
7: the reality is that we have a human creation that we've allowed to exi- to, to come into mm-hmm. being, and that opposes our Christhood because its days are numbered. Mm-hmm. When we become the Christ, then we have no need of that, and so there is opposition within and without.
2: Yeah, you know, and there's another tease, kind of just handed to me here about another show one of these days on the Dweller on the Threshold. Mm-hmm. Won't go into detail, but uh, hopefully you're intrigued enough to want to tune into that one. Um, I'm wondering about this opposition that we're talking about. Does it grow stronger the closer we get to the goal? I mean, this would certainly seem to make a strong case for using decrees and flame for protection, right? Absolutely.
7: Mm-hmm. The greatest threat to the fallen angels is people becoming the Christ. Mm. There is an equation of light and darkness on this planet, and sometimes it feels like the darkness is greater than the oh, light. I'll say. But as we draw forth the light, as more people become the Christ, that equation is is changing now, and it's going to change even more, Mm -hmm. and that evil will be defeated and overturned. As a result of that, the greatest opposition comes against those that have taken a spiritual stand. Mm -hmm. And think of it this way. If you're among a crowd of 10,000 people standing out on a field, if you get up on a stepladder, you're suddenly the one that is different from everybody else. Right. And so you become, in essence, a target of opposition to your spiritual progress. That's why we use dynamic decrees to invoke the presence of Archangel Michael every day for the protection of ourselves, our family, and our spiritual path. It's absolutely essential.
2: Uh, boy, hear that.
3: <laughs> well, you know, we've spoken a number of times about the fact that we've been here often. <laughs> not, not Studio 33 here in Paradise Valley, but I mean, then that's happened too. But here on Earth, I'm referring to reincarnation. Now, the fact that we're right here now talking about Decrees and Violet Flame, the Ascended Masters, Transformation, Ascension, I've got to stop. And that you, our dear listeners, are hearing it as well. This might suggest that we've been on this path before, and we've been given another opportunity to embrace it more fully this time. I mean, does the content of this moment suggest to you that we're actually going to make our ascensions or we're making them? Well, I think it does a lot
7: of things. One of the things Mm -hmm. it points out, if you can talk to almost anyone in the world today, they know there's something special about this time. Mm -hmm. The Christians may consider it Armageddon or the Armageddon's coming. We've heard the whole 2012, the Mayan calendar. Mm -hmm. And indeed, it is the end of a cosmic cycle. Now think of yourself, if you're a god or if you're an ascended master of the angels, jesus has come forth with these incredible teachings two thousand years ago for this Piscean age but they've been distorted they've been hidden they've been misinterpreted and so what are you gonna do with the end of the age it's an opportunity you're gonna try and bring forth the true teaching a true understanding which is what the ascended masters have done now it's up to us to, to grab it and run for it but the important thing to understand because this is an end of a the cycle there literally is the greater opportunity that, that there is at other times and this opportunity may not stay it may be another ten thousand years before we have this opportunity we have today, and so the holy angels are just encouraging us, helping us. The master say, "Take advantage of who you are, what you are, and this cycle, because it's a great time for growth and progress. And it may be a while before it comes again."
2: Wow. you know, and in terms of uh, wow. you know, the the getting there part, mm-hmm. um, you've heard us characterize dynamic decrees and the violet flame as the jet fueled rocket to the promised land you know but don't we need to be careful about um, storming heaven Uh, I mean we realize we all want to get home but is it possible to go too fast
7: well I think that we wanna guard against fanaticism because that is very dangerous to the soul and it's based on fear and the true spiritual path is not based on fear So I think we have to understand how crucial it is in this hour to make the greatest progress that we can, that time is slipping away, tempest fugitive, etc. But at the same time, this is not a mechanical process. There must be love in our hearts. There must be the time with God, the development of the heart, the heart chakra. And then God is saying... Take these tools I'm giving you, the science of the spoken word, the violet flame. This will help accelerate your balancing of karma and make it possible for you to do all that you're doing, want to do in this lifetime. It's a mercy and a grace, but it only is that if we take advantage of it.
2: I'd like our listeners to roll back that and replay it <laughs> that <laughs> yes, last minute. <laughs> Please do that. That was
3: good. Well, clearly, as we delve deeper into the Ascended Masters' teachings, we, we continuously rub shoulders with this thing called cosmic law. It's like the old joke about the speed of light. It's not just, uh, you know, it's not just a speed limit. It's a law. <laughs> you know? So when we look at cosmic law, we, we, it would be good to have an overview of what cosmic law is and how is that affecting us on this journey of how do we get there. <laughs> you have five years Go. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Well,
7: I think it's important <laughs> to understand that god does have cosmic laws that, that order of the universe the universe is a very orderly place and so cosmic law is impersonal mm-hmm. it's an impersonal aspect of god it's like the law of karma when we do something wrong and something bad happens to us it's not because god is punishing us and the lightning bolts coming down it's because we have sent forth that energy and by cosmic law it returns to us mm-hmm. and so no point in getting mad at God for what happens in the world. <laughs> look, at, look within and find yeah. it. So cosmic law, the understanding of it, can be a very powerful tool to use on our spiritual path. And if you have a way of balancing karma that you don't have to go through every single jot and tittle, but it can be mitigated and changed, in some cases mm-hmm. totally transmuted, this is the power of the violet flame. Hey, and the cosmic law allows it? Go for it. Use it. Take no. advantage of it.
2: You know... I was uh, not really joking when I said five years before about, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a very, very large subject, Cosmic Law. Um, In our books, Climb the Highest Mountain, it's a nine-volume series that literally took about 40 years to complete, uh, no small task. But it does cover all 33 uh, levels of initiation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fantastic book. And I, I realize that it is nine volumes, but Ross, would you mind giving our listeners some idea of how to find this book?
3: Sure. One of the things you can do is go to tsl.org forward slash bookstore and type in 4501. That'll give you one of the volumes, and then you can find the rest of them easily that way. And they're all under the title of Climb the Highest Mountain. Oh, they're all under Climb the Highest Mountain. You can also just go to Search and Climb the Highest Mountain. You'll get there. So, uh, again, this is all we have time for this segment. Yep. We've done it again. Stay (laughs) with us. We'll be back. We've got Sid strapped to his seat. We'll be back in a moment for more on how to get home with Sid Bennett.
0: The new home for visionary
1: positive change. Seventh Wave Network. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? follow the ascended masters these great saints and sages of east and west have walked where you walk they are committed to helping you to find your way home and their teachings are always practical our goal on the open door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway of your ascension. For more, visit www.tsl.org.
0: Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond.
1: Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door.
3: We're back for more discussion with Sidney Bennett on the subject of how we can get home to the heart of God. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, now we've been focusing on decrees in the violet flame as a means of returning, you know, home to the heart of God. Mm -hmm. But what should we probably also focus on, the master-disciple relationship? I I mean, to successfully navigate our journey home, oftentimes I think it's necessary to establish a relationship as a student to a teacher or a guru.
7: Well, not sometimes, but always, Ross. <laughs> we need that teacher. We need yeah. the guidance and direction. And, of course, why did Jesus have disciples? Because he needed those to teach and carry on the light and the word when he has gone. And so we need that. And it's a term that I like is sponsorship. Ah. And when you have a teacher that's an ascended master that's a cosmic being, you can attain a certain level of sponsorship from them that you wouldn't have otherwise. In other words, I personally believe that I would never have found the teachings of the ascended masters, had some not, dear soul in heaven. And given me that sponsorship and the promotion that says yes, give this person the opportunity. And so, when we ask for that, we can receive it. And when we honor that, then we can get into this master-disciple or guru chila relationship. And don't let the way the term guru has I been mean, misused yeah. the past mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. thirty or forty years take take away the sublime purity. Sublime purity and love of that relationship of the master into teacher, and think of yourself and think of yourself in Jesus as being a wonderful example of that.
3: Isn't it inspiring to think of somebody in heaven looking down and seeing us in our <laughs> current state or the statement when we got sponsored and looking at us and going, "I will, I would like to make an investment in that person." Oh yeah, that's awe exactly. inspiring. It's also and, and, a lot of responsibility, and we can we? ask for it.
7: We have to ask yeah. for it again. They aren't going to do it unless mm-hmm. we ask for it and prepare ourselves, make ourselves ready. When you're ready, the teacher will appear. We'll make sure it's the right teacher, obviously. <laughs> yeah. but, but we have to do something. It can't be passive. It's like battlefield promotion. <laughs> well, you know, the relationship
2: that we established with our guru uh, is this lifelong, or do we. Uh, graduate from one guru to another in the course of our upward climb.
7: Well, I think we had different times when we have different teachers, um, depending on the need of the hour. But I do think there is the ultimate guru, the one that we're closest to, and will carry have a friendship and relationship literally throughout eternity. Mm-hmm. But God will provide the right teacher for you when you're ready. And you may have a guru in heaven, an ascended master, that says, I have taught you what you need to know. Now you need to go to this teacher to learn something else to develop your, your heart or your threefold flame or the qualities you need for your ascension.
3: So, speaking of the guru, the, you know, in the right way, the sublime way, how do we choose one in other situations where the guru chooses us?
7: Well, first of all, you have to prepare yourself. We have to prepare ourselves, whether at, from a spiritual path of any type or form. And this is not just a one-lifetime opportunity. It's a many-lifetime opportunity. And so we can so prepare ourselves that cosmic law requires that the guru will come forth. In other words, we'll magnetize the guru. Um, and sometimes perhaps the guru will say, I want to work with this soul. He's very precious or she's very precious. They've proven their worth. I want to sponsor them. And you'll be tested because that is an essential part of the master disciple, guru chile bishop, is you will have tests. And you'll keep getting them until you pass them. And when you pass them, you'll get another test. Yep. <laughs> but this is this is how you make progress. This is how you grow. There's a time-tested way to make your ascension. When you have the guru or the teacher, they will show you that way. They won't win your victory for you, but they'll give you all the tools you need to get there yeah. and help you.
3: It's amazing. I, I mean, I'd love to go back to the, to the subject of decrees and mix this with what we're talking about because this comes up fairly often. I mean, you know, we all know that we have to make the call, right, in some way, shape, matter, or form. Right. And so can that decree or that call be silent and still be effective? Well,
7: you know, prayer of any kind is powerful, silent or audible. However, the ascended masters teach us the science of the spoken word is crucial because it uses our throat chakra. And because there is a great center of light in our throat and there's energy pouring through that, we can so qualify that energy and draw it forth for a much, much greater impact, as much more powerful. And again, when Jesus called Lazarus, come forth, he didn't bow his head and say a silent prayer. He, you know, gave a fiat. Lazarus come forth there was power in that and the power is through your throat chakra and the light that goes forth and so that is why we decree out loud and why we don't just have meditation because we are drawing down the light of God we're focalizing in a very specific way for what you need. You know, and you can direct light and certain types of light, whether it be for healing, whether it be for protection, and so mm-hmm. forth. I mean, if we have a you know a 500 page decree book that you yeah, can use right. for whatever is the need of the hour. It's 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 magnificent what you can do with these.
3: So, uh, and that brings up a point, and I've heard this asked before, and sometimes listeners will ask this: Can you can you put yourself or your teacher, your guru, in danger if you misuse the light? In other words, you get a great deal of light from that teacher and a lot of help. What happens if you misuse that?
7: Well, this is the risk that the guru or the teacher takes, and it's a very mm-hmm. serious one. You think of an ascended master. Well, what do they need? You know, they're one with their God presence, and yet what they need is light, because they use the light to help and to sponsor people. And when they get the light, they they are responsible for it. So mm-hmm. when they sponsor us, if we're, and, and they know we make mistakes, they don't expect us to be humanly perfect. Mm-hmm. But when we take that light and our sponsorship of light and go squander it then they get the karma, which means they can't help someone else with that light. And so it's a serious relationship. And when you do make these mistakes, you obviously call upon the law of forgiveness. And by giving violet flame, you can restore that energy to God and to the master that sponsors it. So, you know, it's a two-way street. You work together. You're going to make mistakes, but don't make the big ones because the master (laughs) will pay the price. Ooh. Uh, and that's uh, that's tough for them because they can't help other people they want to help when that happens.
3: Well, it's an amazing teaching. It's going to hurt them more than it hurts you is what you're saying? Well, <laughs> we heard that before. Yeah. You know, uh, you mentioned a
2: moment ago, I'm just going back for a second here, the command that Jesus gave at the tomb of Lazarus. Um you know we know that decrees have been around in different forms for a long time all over mm-hmm. the world. Um did Jesus use uh, other decrees during well, his Galilean? Oh, I mean mission? if you
7: look at even at the at the partial uh view of the teachings that, that he gave, we know I am the way, I am the truth, I am mm-hmm. the life, these affirmations, these powerful words that jesus uttered that we can give as well because we're saying i am we're saying god in me god in me is the way the truth and the light and you're affirming your being and so that's a part of a decree that we use every day we don't affirm our human consciousness and that part Mm -hmm. of us that that is not of god we affirm that which is of god and what you focus your energy on you become
3: Mm -hmm. well and speaking of that i mean we've all i know uttered a private call but <laughs> more than more, know, god help me yeah. things like that Please. but isn't it true that when people do decrees together two or more mm-hmm. gathered the, this makes the decree stronger
7: absolutely the power of the decree is squared by the number of people that are there mm-hmm. and, and just think of it this way if you have one person sitting in a hundred thousand foot seat stadium Um, And they cheer. It doesn't sound very loud, does it? But if you have 100,000 people in there to cheer, it literally shakes the foundation. Well, it's the same concept, not only physically in terms of the sound, but also in terms of the light that's invoked. And so we have group decrees. We have a Saturday night service where we pray for the world. And the more people you have in that, the more powerful they are, the more light is drawn Mm -hmm. forth. And of course, you always call these to be adjusted according to God's will. Mm-hmm. But again, we have to take responsibility for the footstool kingdom, the planet. And mm-hmm. if we don't, then things aren't going to go well. So we invoke the light of God and His presence by our free will. Then we can have intercession in the economy, and the government, and the mm-hmm. wars, and everything on this planet.
2: Yeah, and and it doesn't take many to hold the balance. Absolutely, I mean, it takes um, concerted effort,
3: right?
2: Yeah, yeah, and pure intention. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, before we move into maybe a little bit more about the violet flame is there anything else that you think we should understand about decrees before we move on
7: it's a sacred science and and you know there's been studies showing that the vibration of words will change matter mm-hmm. and um, we don't have time to go that today mm-hmm. but we know that it's very powerful and you can change matter you can change your life you can change your physical body by invoking these decrees and the light of god but if you don't try them you'll never know the first time <laughs> i tried decrees i said okay i'm going to give 10 minutes minutes a day and see what happens whole ten minutes. I was oh, a busy guy, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. I gotta tell you, I did that for like a couple of weeks and I suddenly realized I feel differently. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. But I you gotta try it. If yeah. you don't try it, you will never, never know.
3: Well that's a great point. What's it gonna hurt? <laughs> yeah. yeah what, do have, what, what do you have to lose except some karma? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or not feeling good. Yeah. So let's move on now to the subject of the violet flame. And is it really an actual flame? Can can it burn you?
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is an actual flame. It's a spiritual flame, okay. and people have seen that in meditation and so forth, and not understanding what it is. But the violet flame is a flame that, at a spiritual level, goes forth between your the, the atoms and cells to the atoms and electrons in your cells, can clear debris that is there through misqualified energy, through sickness, as Mrs. Prophet mentioned, mm-hmm. through pollution, um, you know, hardness of heart, through being unkind. All these things at liberty. It's it's the, excuse me. It literally, is the universal solvent that mm-hmm. will do whatever the greatest This need is for you, but it can also go forth, for instance, for the healing of the economy and to transmit not only personal karma that's coming to your doorstep, but planetary karma that might be mitigated as a mercy and a grace to the people of God on this planet.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, so that kind of confuses me a little bit. So have spiritual seekers always had access to the violet flame? I thought I heard something about it being kind of a dispensation for this age. Well,
7: it is. Um, And the reason is because the violet flame, like anything else, can be misused. And so St. Germain went before the spiritual hierarchy for this planet and asked for a dispensation to give the violet flame and an outer teaching, which he did in the 1930s through the IM movement, through the messengers, Guy and um, – Edna Ballard, yeah. thank you, <laughs> yes. um, and so forth. And so we've had this dispensation, but there is a risk in putting it forth because it can be misused. Mm-hmm. But St. Germain knew that if we didn't have it at this time, that probably all would be lost. Oh. And so we can make good for his gift and his pledge um, and... For the violet flame by using it properly so it's not only for ourselves but it's for the planet it's buying time for you your family this nation and this planet which we need
2: you know yeah. i'd like to make a quick point here too because we've sp- spoken of this before everybody listening to this is being given an opportunity to take advantage of this very teaching, this very subject that we've been broaching again and again Mm -hmm, in very mm -hmm. different ways, that it isn't by accident that you're here listening right now. Right. And
7: And can I just add one thing? You don't have to believe everything you hear. Oh, yeah. -hmm, yeah. Put it on the shelf if it's hard or different. But experiment. Try it. Don't be passive. Be active. And see if the violet flame will
3: change your life like it has ours. Yeah, indeed. And I don't know where to go after that, except for we got to (laughs) go. It's all the time we have. Thank you again, Sydney, for bringing more of the Ascended Masters teachings to the light. Oh, no kidding. And remember, if you've got any questions or comments about the spiritual journey or anything else about the radio program, send them to webradio at tsl.org.
2: Yeah, please do. And in the meantime, remember that though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are literally
3: out of this world. Indeed. Thank you all. Thank you all.
1: Thank you again for joining us this week for the open door this program is broadcast live every tuesday at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific time on seventh wave network for more information about the open door and the summit lighthouse please visit our website at www.tsl.org we'll see you again next week